is going on, Cross Timbers? How are you? I'm glad, I'm glad you are here. I'm glad you are fired up. I pray that God has a word for you today. So a couple of weeks ago, I got the opportunity to take a few college-age students to a conference. And let me go ahead and tell you something. Every time I go to a conference that involves a lot of college-age people and young adults, I'm reminded of how cool I am not anymore. And it's okay, it's good to be self-aware, but there were just some things, some combinations, some outfits that I just went, man, you are brave, you go. Praise God, I'm gonna be the old man over here, but praise God. And so I'm at this conference in two years. I've been going to this conference two years in a row. Two years ago, the Lord kind of spoke to me and kind of told me that, hey, Nick, I'm stirring something up. I'm going to ask you to make a step. And I was like, all right, I'll take a step, Lord. And then I ended up in Texas. And so this year, I was like, "Um, Lord, I'm willing. A brother don't want to move, though, okay? And so I'm sitting there at this conference, sitting next to a friend of mine, and this young lady comes out, and she begins to communicate and unpack God's word. And and, and I'm there, and I'm sitting, I'm there, but I'm not really anticipating for the Lord to speak to me, just to be honest with you. I'm kind of going, this is going to be great for the students, this is going to be great for everyone in this room, but Lord, I'm good right now, I'm good. I'll take notes and pay attention, but I'm probably going to be good. And then she begins to speak, because let me go ahead and tell you, the moment where you say, hey, God, I think I'm good, that's when he's about to reveal something to you. Just be prepared for that. And so I'm sitting there, and she's talking, and she begins to talk about Joshua. And she talks about Joshua. She talks a little bit about Moses. And then she goes to this passage that I really wasn't that familiar with, and she said this that just kind of resonated with my heart. She said, Joshua lingered outside of the tent of meeting. And I went, well, okay, Joshua's outside the tent of meeting because Moses was inside meeting with the presence of God. So here is Joshua, kind of second in command, and he was just lingering outside of the tent. One of the first questions, I was like, what does it even mean to linger? I mean, I've heard that before, but it's kind of a weird word. And so I went to my phone app, and I have dictionary app on there, and I typed it in. To linger means this, to dwell. And another, another definition of it is to remain alive. To dwell and to remain alive. So here is Joshua, second in command. Moses is inside of the tent meeting with God. And the presence of God is in the tent. And Joshua, he could have been doing lots of different things. He could have been going to foreign lands. He could have been fighting battles. But the thing that Joshua was doing was he was lingering with the presence of the Lord. And when she said that, there was something that just resonated with me. I go, huh. So Joshua thought that it was important to linger with the presence of the Lord, just to be with God. To be in the presence of God was more than enough for Joshua. He was lingering. And then I had this question to myself, am I okay with lingering with the presence of God? Do I seek him out? Do I want to be known by him? Do I want to know him more intimately? Is on my kind of, when I set my sights, is it that God, I just want to be with you? I just want to know you. I just want to see what you're about. I just want to see your heart. Is that what I desire? 
And I was sitting there, and this fiery lady is preaching on stage. I just had a moment with the Lord, and I said, well, not always. And there's lots of reasons behind that, which we'll get into in just a moment, but not always. But for some reason, Joshua saw that it was most important to linger and to be with the presence of God. And there's something there for us to learn. I know there's something there for me to learn. So tonight we're going to unpack why is it important, why is it important to linger with the Lord, to be with the Lord, to be known and to know the Lord. Why is that important? Before we dive in, let's pray. Father God, for one, thank you that you desire for us to be with you. Lord, it's an overwhelming thought to think that a God like you would want to dwell with a people like us, but you do. Lord, thank you that you were the one that took the first step. It wasn't that we recognized that we weren't walking the right way, but you stepped out of glory into our mess, and you loved us and invited us to dwell with you. So, Father, in the next few moments, as we look at your scripture, as we open your word, Will you show us why it's important just to be and to linger with you? So, Father, we love you. Father, we thank you. And, Father, we pray all these things in your awesome and amazing name. Amen. If you have your Bibles or your phones or whatever it is you you look at God's word with, turn to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33. And we're going to begin in verse Number seven, and it says this. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling to the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord will go into the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of a cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Let me pause right there. While the presence of a holy God came and met with Moses face to face. Something happened in that community. They were like, oh, we got to praise. We got to praise. We don't know what they're talking about, but God's up in the tent. So it is worthy to be praised because God's presence is here. And so I don't know what they're talking about, but I know who's in the tent. And so I got to stand up and say, come on. And so Moses and the Lord are speaking face to face. It says a cloud will come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Verse 10. Whenever the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the entrance of the tent, they stood all and worshiped, each at the entrance of their tent. Verse 11, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp. But his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Other translations say Joshua lingered there. He just lingered in the presence of a holy God. He just wanted to know God, and he just lingered there. And as I looked at that, I go, you know what? That sounds really awesome. But there was something in me that was like, but can you be more productive doing something else? 
I mean, when I read that, I'm like, that's really great. Joshua probably had a bunch of extra time to linger with the Lord and to be with the Lord. He probably didn't have to go to the promised land on that day. That sounds really great. But for me, it's a hard thing sometimes to linger with the Lord. Because like I said earlier, it feels really unproductive. So you're telling me that I just need to spend some time being still, reading God's word, praying, singing, and just being with the Lord. Nick, that sounds really unproductive to me. Can I just tell you it is the most productive thing that you can ever do? Because you are standing and being in the presence of a God that knows you better than everything. And listen, your families, your friends need for you to go spend some time with Jesus and reflect that. They don't need more of you. My family does not need more of Nick. More of Nick is not good, but they do need some more of Jesus. They do need some more of the Lord. So even though in our heads we're going, man, I could get this done. I could get this done. Listen, we need to start with that. It is the most productive thing we can do. And I know we go, you know what? It just seems so unproductive. Don't let the enemy whisper to you, hey, you could be doing so many other things. The best thing that you could be doing is spending time in the presence of the Lord, and then you move. Another reason why you go, hey, you know what, and why I go lingering is hard, because sometimes it feels uncomfortable. I'm like, Lord, I, I read your word. I wrote some things down. I sang a song. Is that right? Did I do it right? Lord, did I spend time right with you? And the Lord goes, yeah, you were with me. That's right. And here's the thing, I think we make it more complicated than we have to. The Lord just desires to know you and have fellowship with you and to be with you. It's kind of like your friend. He just wants to be in your presence. Can I just tell you something? It is not uncomfortable for me to hang out with my wife because I love that girl. I mean, every time I hang out with my wife, I am reminded of why I love her so much. She has a great sense of humor. She likes me. I mean, come on. And so, I mean, every time I hang with her, I'm reminded, listen, it's the same with the Lord. He loves you. It's hanging out with a friend. It's hanging out with the King of Kings. It's hanging and just being in his presence. And I know for some of us, we go, well, I wasn't raised that way. That feels kind of weird. Listen, you just keep doing it, and eventually it becomes like your best friend. You know, in any friendship, you didn't immediately start off as best friends. It took some work. It took some investment. It took some time. And sometimes we go, but Lord, I don't even know your voice. Listen, the more you hang out with him, the better you can recognize his voice. The more you spend time with him, the more you see him. The more you walk with him, the more you start walking in rhythm with him. So it may start off being uncomfortable, but listen, it's amazing how comfortable it gets once you know and are known by him. That is what it's about. And I get it because I have the same questions in my head. But man, just to linger. And here's what I'm encouraged by is Jesus himself, God in flesh, got away and just dwelled with his father. Jesus, God in flesh, spent time with his father just being known and knowing him more and more and more. Jesus did that. The Savior of the world thought, you know what? It is a worthy thing to spend time with my father and be in the presence of God and just linger there. 
Yes, he had plenty of things to do. Yes, he had plenty of people to minister to. But he knew it was important to spend time with his heavenly father. And here's the thing. When we linger with God, when we are known and we know him, it reminds us of several different things. The first thing, and this one is huge for me, when I linger with the Lord, it reminds me to stay in my own lane. Let me say it again. When I spend time with the Lord, when I linger with the Lord, it reminds me to stay in my own lane. Let me give you some examples. So I'm sitting at this conference a few weeks ago. And here comes a 32-year-old guy who has lots of people at his church. He's the lead pastor. He's wonderful. He's wrote 12 books. He has a podcast. And I'm 34. And I'm sitting there, I'm being like, huh. <laughs> so you're two years younger and you're the lead pastor of a church. That's, that's fine. Whatever. Then a couple of speakers later, another 33-year-old guy comes up to the stage, talks about how God's using him, talking about how many people the Lord has used him to reach. And, and I'm sitting there, I'm just going, huh, that's fine. Bless it, Lord, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. And, and, and listen, the, the more, in, in, in my heart, man, my heart was just sour. I just keep seeing these young guys come up and, and tell what they're doing. And I see these worship leaders who, I mean, there might be 12, and they're leading worship with their skinny pants on. And, everyone, and I'm like, really, Lord? Are, they can't even drive here to lead worship. And you're... <laughs> but, but in those moments, see, I'm fixing my eyes on the wrong thing. See, in those moments, I'm fixing my eyes on people who are next to me or people who are doing this. When I am called to linger with the Lord and fix my eyes on him, because when my eyes are fixed on him, I stay in my own lane. And, and when I look to where I'm supposed to look, it's amazing how comparison just kind of fades away because I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. I'm going, Lord, I am known by you, and that is more than enough. See, I was driving in traffic today in Dallas. Praise God. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> I was driving in traffic today, and there was, a, there was a wreck on the other side. The other side, y'all. There was a wreck on the other side. And I'm driving in traffic, and we're just kind of bebopping along, and then all of a sudden, my side of traffic just comes to a halt. And I'm just going, I don't think there's any traffic over here. My Waze app didn't say that there's a wreck up ahead. I'm sitting there. And what everyone was doing, they were rubbernecking. They're like, oh! <laughs> but, you know, and I thought, man, why don't they just keep their eyes on where they're going, and we all could keep moving. And I would say the same thing to my own heart and to your own heart. Don't be so concerned by what everyone else is doing where you begin to rubberneck and you can't go where God is calling you to go. You fix your eyes on what's ahead. You fix your eyes on Jesus. You dwell with him. You linger with him. And he is the one that will make your path straight. And, and I'm like, Lord, you preaching up in traffic. Come on, right? <laughs> but listen, when we linger with the Lord, it allows us to stay in our own lane. And can I remind you of something? God has made you and created you to be you. He hadn't created you to be a version of somebody else. Because at best, you'll be a JV version of them. But you can be a varsity version of yourself. 
And, and so, like, let me remind you, the Lord has a plan for you that he has ordained for you that he has called you to. So fix your eyes on him and keep walking. See, as the body, we are all called to different things, not greater than them, not better than them, just different things. So you do what God has called you to do and keep your eyes on your own lane and fix your eyes and follow. And listen, it's difficult. I get it. I struggle with it too. There are occasions when I'm listening to podcasts and that bitterness is growing in my heart and the Lord just goes, Nick, I'm doing something with you. Why don't you calm down? Hey, Nick, don't fix your eyes on them. Fix your eyes on me. Joshua chapter 1 says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, has died. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River and to the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because I will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. When I linger with the Lord, it reminds me that the Lord is preparing me for something. And I've heard it said, and maybe even Toby said it, God does not waste a hurt. God is up to something. See, I think sometimes, even in my own life, I go, Lord, what are you doing? Lord, this is not going the way I thought it would go. Lord, this is not the plans I have for myself. Lord, what is going on? But what is crazy is the more steps I take, the more I fix my eyes, then when I look back, I see what God was doing all along, and I go, you know what you're doing. See, without those struggles, without that pain, I would never be prepared for what lies ahead of me right here. And so he is preparing you for something. Don't give up hope and don't stop fixing your eyes on them and don't stop lingering with them because he is preparing you for something. So here is Joshua. He was just hanging out outside of a tent as Moses, the leader of the Israelites, was meeting with God. And he's just lingering there. He's just being in the presence of God. He's just going, God, I'm here. He wasn't waiting for Moses to die. He wasn't going, God, when that guy dies off, that's going to be my role. No. He knew that every step, as he's walking to survey the country and to spy it out, he knows God is preparing. As he fights battles for the nation of Israel, he knows that God is using him to one day lead a nation. And God was preparing him for something. And eventually, God revealed his plan in God's time. Let me say that again, in God's time. What I'm learning the older I get is that my time is not the Lord's time. See, if you were to ask me when I was younger, hey, Nick, by the age of 30, what will, what will you be doing? I'd be like, well, I will have eight churches. I will be tall. 
And, and, and God will do it in my time, but the Lord's going, hey, Nick, think perfection and sanctification takes time. You just keep walking because I am preparing you for something. I'm going to do something with you. He's preparing us. But you only are reminded of that when you linger with him and you know him and you are known by him. And you go, Lord, I'm fixing my eyes. Every step that I take is getting me closer to you. And that's hard sometimes. That's a hard truth to swallow at times because we go, God, I'm ready for it now. Here's what I'm learning. Is that the reason God doesn't give me things right now is because I'm not ready for them. And if he were to give them to me now, instead of it being a blessing in my life, it would cause me to stumble. And so I'm getting to a place where I go, God, in your time, not mine. Your will, not mine. Because the more I walk with him, the more I dwell with him, the more I linger, the more I follow where he leads, the better I'm being prepared for what he has for me the better I'm being prepared. And here's the thing too, guys. Those everyday things, spending time with the Lord, loving our wives, loving our husbands, loving your kids, being nice to your friends, all those everyday acts of obedience is part of the preparation. See, a a lot of times we go, God, I want you to call me to do something great. And I'm just reminded of a scripture. He who is faithful in little things is faithful with much. I don't really like that verse. Because in my head, I'm just like, Lord, give me the big thing. I promise I won't mess it up. (laughs) And the Lord goes, nah, bro, you ain't ready. And you know what I do, and y'all probably don't do this, but I complain about the little things and the little acts of obedience that he asked me to do. Man, you want me to stand at a door? Man, you want me to clean up the trash? Man, you want me to go coach my five-year-old son's baseball team? That's not even baseball. (laughs) And it's crazy that those everyday things that the Lord is using to prepare me for what he has for me, I complain about them. Listen, what if we just said, Lord, today I'm going to be obedient and diligent with what you've entrusted me with because I know you know what you are doing. So I'm just going to step. Whatever it is, Lord, today I'm going to step because I know you and I know what you're doing because I spent time with you. So I'm just going to step. And can I just tell you something? If you put a bunch of steps together, it's called a journey. You put a few more together, it's called a movement. And I'm just telling you that is what the Lord is in the midst of doing in each and every one of our lives. Joshua chapter 3. Verse 7, and the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. When we linger with the Lord, when we are known and know him, It reminds us that the Lord is faithful. 
when we linger with the Lord, when we spend time with him, when we, when we know him and are known by him, it reminds us that the Lord is faithful. And if the Lord is faithful, I have no need to get ahead of him. If he truly is going to do what he says he's going to do, is he, if he's really up to something, if he's really preparing me for something, if he really is going to do something amazing with my life, and he has proven it over and over and over and over and over again, listen, he's going to be faithful, y'all. Can I just tell you something? Let me just remind you, and this I need to remind myself, the Lord's track record of faithfulness is unblemished. It's unblemished. So you know what that means? Wherever you are today, he has not forgotten about you. He is up to something. He will bring you through it. There is victory on the other side. But listen, as Joshua and the nation of Israel is getting ready to cross over into what God had for them, they had to step into some muddy soil where the Jordan River was. And God didn't pull the river back until they took a step. But once they took a step, he pulled the waters back, and they walked on dry land. Y'all, listen. Maybe right now you're on the bank of the Jordan, and you're going, Lord, I don't know what you are doing. But that river is raging, and if I step and if I continue to follow, then who knows what will happen. Can I just tell you something? Our God's very good at pulling the water back. Our God is very good at being faithful. Our God is very good at bringing his plans to completion. And we are reminded of these things when we linger with the Lord and we know him. We know him. See, I wonder, I wonder today in this room. See, some of us are sitting here, we're going, Nick, I don't know. I never thought about lingering with the Lord. I never thought of just hanging with the Lord. I never thought about just knowing the Lord. I never thought about just spending time with the Lord. Would he want to spend time with someone such as I? Can I just tell you, yes. And you might ask, Nick, how do you know that? Well, because he surrendered his son so that he can hang out with you. He offered his son who was perfect on an old broken cross so that the relationship between you and our good father could be restored. So you don't ever have to question if a God like him desires a relationship with us because he showed it and he proved it when he shed the blood of his son on the cross. So yes, a person like you and I can dwell with the Lord because the price that has been paid on a cross. And maybe you're sitting here and you're going, well, I've never accepted that. I've never accepted the price that was paid for me. That's why I feel like I can't linger with the Lord. That's why I feel like I can't know the Lord. Well, maybe today is the day where you say, Lord, I accept the payment that was paid for me. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. If you would bow your heads for me. Father God, thank you for loving us right where we are. Thank you for being a friend. 
Thank you for being a savior. Thank you for desiring to meet with us. Thank you that the invitation stands uh, to come and linger and to be with you. Lord, may we take you up on that invitation. And for Lord, for those in this room, my brother or my sister in this room that have not accepted that free gift that you have offered, that have not accepted the payment that was paid on the cross. Father, I pray that in this moment they say, yes, Jesus. I receive it. I accept it. I don't know what all it means, but I want to walk in relationship with a God that loved me enough to surrender his son on a cross for me. If that is you in this room, if that is you in this moment, and for the first time, you have said yes to relationship with Jesus. In this moment, could you just raise your hand? Put them down. Lord, thank you for those hands that were raised. Thank you for those that want to walk in relationship with you today. Father, my prayer is that they won't leave here today without telling somebody about the decision that they made, telling someone that they are now walking in relationship with Jesus, that they will tell someone today that they said yes to Jesus. May they please tell someone today. Father, my prayer for us is that we will linger with you that we will remain alive, that we will dwell with you, so that, Father, we can be reminded of what's important and why lingering is so important. So that, Father, we can recognize that you're preparing us for something, that you are faithful. And it reminds us to fix our eyes on you. May we fix our eyes on you. So, Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we pray all these things in your awesome and amazing name. Amen.